0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of In The Still. I am your host, Madeline. Today we chat with Monique Peters, who you might also know on Instagram as The Beauty Journal. She's so well-informed, she's so clever and smart around transitioning to clean beauty products So she was a makeup artist for over 10 years and in the sort of traditional mainstream industry where there was no real training or awareness around the toxicity of certain ingredients in our beauty regimes, basically from deodorants, perfumes, makeup, skincare. So we really dive deep into why it's so important to pay attention to the ingredients on the products you are putting on your body every single day and we also chat about her health struggles with her hormone health and how she feels that was impacted by all of the products she was previously using. And we just have a good chat, really, about having the awareness to tune into your own body, learning and educating yourself on the products that you're using, and really just opening up that conversation, especially around fragrances, because we both feel that the industry of clean beauty is very focused on um, skincare and makeup at the moment, but there still isn't quite as much of a conversation around fragrance in the home and also in the beauty industry. So I hope you guys learn a lot from this conversation. It's something we are both really passionate about, and I will add everything into the show notes as well because we had a few recommendations from Mon about her favorite products, And let's get into this episode. I hope you enjoy. And as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time to chat to me this morning.
1: No, no worries. I'm super excited.
0: So for those who may not know you or even those who do follow you, did you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Mon. I'm um, from the sunny Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. I'm a clean beauty makeup artist and holistic skin specialist. So I help women transition over to clean beauty through like masterclasses, one-on-one consult um, and through my social media and like website platform. So yeah, I'm an all-round beauty lover.
0: Yep, amazing. And, yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah, I've been for about, I've been in the industry for just over 10 years now. So
0: yeah, wow. Yeah. So you were traditionally, well, you were in the traditional mainstream, as I guess you'd call it, beauty industry for about 10 years. How long ago did you begin to transition into cleaner beauty? Um, So it was probably about four or five years ago now. So Mm
1: -hmm. it all kind of began um, back in 2015. So my health was kind of at its worst. I'd, um, yeah, had a couple of years of yeah, just really bad symptoms. I discovered I had, uh, yeah, some hormonal imbalances, SIBO. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had, you know, hadn't had a period for five years at that point. Mm-hmm. So, in total, it, w- it ended up being nine years. Um, of wow. Hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, but I just had, you know, incredible, painful tummy issues, burning sensations in my tummy that would, you know, flare up and last for about five days and just completely floor me. Mm. Um, and I just sort of, I was always really health conscious with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, food and internal health, but working in the beauty industry, I was, you know, using multiple products on my skin daily and drenching drenching myself in perfume. So, um, I kind of, I actually went randomly to an essential oils workshop one weekend, (laughs) um, yeah, at a girlfriend's and I'd never really used them before. And, super intrigued um, and really open to them. And the lady who ran the workshop, um, she was talking about, you know, how your skin's your largest organ and, you know, how essential oils are better than, you know, using synthetic fragrance and Mm -hmm. um, how certain oils can help your hormones and, you know, even just, you know, um, diffusing like clary sage or lavender to calm you. And I remember driving home that afternoon feeling like super overwhelmed and a little like (laughs) bit silly and kind of baffled at how I hadn't really thought about, what I was putting on topically like I was you know down this rabbit hole of internal health and kind of had my blinkers on so yeah I guess that really opened up to me about thinking about you know could these products that I'm using daily be contributing to my missing cycles and um, yeah I was actually working at Mecca at the time Mm -hmm. um, and I'd been there for a few years so you know I was trained on hundreds of different brands and it really made me question you know, everything I was taught and what I was using. Cause yeah, you kind of look at your ingredients and your products that you're using. And I started after the, like learning about it, I was, you know, Googling all the um, ingredients, of my products mm. and Googling cream beauty. And I was just so surprised at how brands would advertise like a certain ingredient in their product as like, I guess the star ingredient, mm-hmm. but then you would flip it over and it would be like the last ingredient. And then the rest of the product was filled with, you know, like glycols and surfactants and things that gave the skin no you know offered it no goodness but it just mm-hmm. kind of um gave the product more shelf life and made it smell nice and yeah that was sort of the start the start for me and um obviously I was doing freelance makeup so within 6 months I'd entirely from I guess that day where I kind of made the conscious decision mm-hmm. to like look into it more I'd switched over my whole beauty bag. Um, and also my whole makeup kit.
0: Um, Wow. That's a big commitment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was really, yeah, it was, it was very costly, but I feel like once you've learned something, you can't unlearn it. And knowing that I was putting those chemicals on my body and I just didn't want to do that to myself or my clients anymore. So that was sort of the catalyst, I guess, of, yeah. How
0: How old were you when you kind of started to realize all of this?
1: So it was back in 2015. So about four and a half years ago now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So since then I've sort of just, yeah, obviously learned so much more and I um, ran some natural beauty makeup um, masterclasses. Um, I've written an ebook to educate. I just guess I I really just want to help people make it easy for people because it can be super overwhelming, but it really doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, I think there was, you know, back in the day, like, organic and natural makeup has come come so far. It used to be, you know, those people in the middle of the shopping centers trying to sell you like (laughs) mineral powder. It's just like, oh, there's such amazing products now. And, you know, I I was super fussy. Like I worked at Mecca, so I had the choice of all these, you know, really high-end brands. So I was super fussy when it came to like foundation and coverage and... Mm. Um, you know, products that actually worked.
0: Yeah. You um, want it so, to yeah, be I've, functional as well. You don't want exactly. it to just like be natural, but then you go to clients and they're like, what is this on my face?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there's definitely amazing products. So I, yeah, I guess I try to help people make it really easy to switch over and find alternatives to the products that they are currently
0: using. I love that. And I think oh, yeah. we all kind of, if you've been through this journey of whether it's through your diet or really just learning about some a new way of doing something, I think we all have that memory of when it started to click. I know for me, it was 2014. I got a job. I was working in marketing in a fashion label in Bondi. And um, yeah. yeah, I guess similar to you, my health stuff hadn't quite reached its point yet. That was a few years later, but I was definitely struggling with hormonal issues, but I didn't really realize it. I I just thought it was normal to not be getting my period and Mm. so many other things. So I decided to kind of pivot and I ended up getting a job in a health food store, a really massive one in Bondi that was kind of the place where everyone went for all of their health food stuff. And it was like, I couldn't look Back, like what you said about once I was, you know, in this store every day serving customers, I just started asking them, What do you use this for? or What are you including food stuff as well? And my whole diet got overhauled, and we had a whole aisle of um, beauty, soaps, skincare, fragrance, all of those things, shampoos, conditioners. And I was just like, have I been under a rock? Where are all these brands from that are, you know, organic or natural and mineral based? And I'm not a big makeup wearer, but I was definitely using pretty crappy uh, like face washes and body washes and things like that. I've always been pretty sensitive to smell. So I wasn't really using perfume and stuff anymore, but yeah, it was, sort of similar to you in the sense that I was like, wow, I felt overwhelmed at first. And and funnily enough, my also my gateway into all of this was essential oils as well. And I think that's quite common for a lot of people because it's it's so well documented now and there are a lot of people educating about essential oils and it's such a good way to start, I believe, with that whole journey. But yeah, it's it can be overwhelming. So if you're out there and you're like, oh gosh, I really want to transition out of the products I'm using don't worry we're here to educate you and you know you just start one thing at a time yeah oh that's so true I love how you
1: said um you started asking people because I think it is all about just getting curious and yeah you know not just accepting the norm um mm-hmm. but yeah definitely it's I always say to people you don't have to like I went a bit crazy and switched over everything pretty quickly but yeah um, you definitely don't have to like you don't it's, it's sort of wasteful to just throw out everything mm. you've got. I ended up selling um, a lot of my makeup too, you know, because I had so many friends in the industry that yeah. you know, came over and we had this big like kind of swapsies um, yeah, product. But, yeah, I find uh, I actually have a bit of a checklist um, on my website and you can go on and every time I just, you know, encourage people to pop it on their fridge or in their bathroom mm-hmm. and every time you finish something, just tick it off. And then, mm-hmm. um, or sorry, when you purchase something and that's a cleaner alternative, you can just tick it off and slowly yeah, it doesn't take long until your, um, yeah, your bathroom cupboards just completely converted. So yeah,
0: I remember it shouldn't just, be overwhelming. Yeah, I remember actually just going home and as I said, I wasn't a big makeup girl. So it was a pretty easy transition for me, but I just threw yeah. out everything because I was like, oh my gosh, like mostly deodorants and things like that, that I knew I was using yeah. you know, a couple of times every day. And I can't even remember what I was using. I think I was just using some like, I don't know, Rexona. What your or mum used or probably something? or like I find that,
1: yeah, it's sort of what you brought up to use, hey.
0: Yeah, and and again, it was like, you know, I was working in a, in a busy shop. I didn't want to have BO, so it was like let's get the thing yeah. that's going to work and it takes trial and error, I think, to find products that work for your body and things like that, but it shouldn't, don't let it turn you off I guess is essentially the message because it is like anything, it's trial and error, but you will get there with finding what works for you. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I couldn't agree more. Definitely.
0: So what would you say is the most common question or product that people come to you for when they're wanting to transition into a cleaner option?
1: Yeah, so probably a big one is foundation. I feel like Mm. a lot of people are chasing, you know, that perfect base. But also I feel like there's a lot of people that are after that one kind of hero product that will cure their acne, which Mm. unfortunately acne is, you know, it's not a one size fits all. So what works for one person won't work for the other. And, you know, 80% of the time acne stemming from within. And unless you get to that root cause, no product is going to completely get rid of your acne. There's definitely products out there that will help assist, you know, calming inflammation and, um, you know, definitely different things you can do like LED light therapy, but Mm -hmm. acne is just it's such a huge subject and Mm. it definitely requires a holistic approach and, you know, getting to the bottom of why you actually have it instead of um, masking it with harsh products that is only going to impair your skin's barrier further. Like, I see so many people using, um, peroxide style, like spot treatments and, Mm. you know, they feel like because they have acne, some people feel like their skin feels dirty. So they, they want to scrub their skin, but by doing that, you're only causing more inflammation. So it's really, when you have acne, it's all about pairing it back and like, it feels a bit strange, but using less is so much more because your skin just needs to repair and heal, um. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like scrubs, you definitely, if you have inflamed acne, scrubs are not your friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do recommend people um, look at their internal health because your gut microbiome plays such a huge role in the health of your skin and your hormonal health as well. So, yeah, I'd say probably skincare and foundation. Uh, But then I also get often asked about deodorant and Mm -hmm. other things like that. But, yeah, they'd probably be the main the main
0: true. I love that you do have that knowledge and that focus on, as you mentioned, the gut microbiome and the internal health, because those are so important to focus on. Mm. And you and I both have had pretty extensive health issues that have ended up pivoting us into our businesses that we're in today. Yeah. With your own journey, I'm digressing a little bit, but with your own journey, how important was that for you to Get to that root cause, even though you were doing all these things like transitioning out your products. How was your journey as well with looking inward? Yeah, so I,
1: I was sort of. Um, it took me a while to kind of decide to go and see someone. I thought I could almost like sort of heal myself mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, we will um, go there,
1: I think. <laughs> yeah, but I think in terms of um, clean beauty, it's sort of you know when I realised that your body. You know, has the ability to absorb everything that you put on it, Mm -hmm. just like you know, nicotine patches and hormone replacement therapy creams and things like that. Um, Your body can't break down the toxins that you know you put on it, like food can in your inside. Mm -hmm. So, I guess realizing that that huge toxic buildup over time can cause you know huge like health repercussions. That's when I sort of decided to transition over to clean beauty, but once I did sort of do the both, I found that without, you know, not wearing the fragrance and not putting on all those chemicals, I definitely found um, even like, I know it sounds really crazy, but like my mood lifted as well. Mm -hmm. So I I was finding when I was going to work, I was spraying my, you know, my skin with all of this fragrance and, and it almost made me feel a bit like like on an up if that makes sense where yeah, like, like i needed more kind of calming yeah really stimulating mm. um i, I want to talk a little bit about fragrance because i yeah. feel like not many people understand that um and i certainly didn't that you know fragrance can be listed on an ingredient as like one sorry on a product as one ingredient mm-hmm. but that one ingredient can be listed um sorry can be hiding around 200 ingredients if that makes sense wow. so you turn
0: yeah. you turn so over like,
1: Yeah but because um, because of the law i guess uh, brands don't actually have to disclose any of the ingredients that they use to formulate fragrance. Cause it's like deemed as intellectual property. So it's protected mm. from being copied, but you know, you're thinking you're only putting on that like one ingredient, but really it can be hiding up to 200. So you never really actually know what harmful, I guess yeah. ingredients are lingering What's on your hiding. skin. So that's why, yeah. Like if you're, if you can smell your perfume on your skin or your clothing for 24 hours, after that is not good for your endocrine system. It's, no, Oh my know. gosh. It's like my pet hate. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm like
0: I'm so sensitive to smell and I have been my whole life. And that's really what created Auric Alchemy was because I couldn't, I love smelling good, but I just was like, all of these perfumes, I get an instant headache from anything, like mm. anything fragrance-based. Even last weekend, we stayed at an Airbnb and I walked in and I was like, there's an Ambipure plugged in here somewhere oh, God, I yeah, smell no. it. and I went hunting straight away. Cause I was like, I can't, like yeah. I had a headache within the first 10 minutes and it's, I'm, I know that my system is particularly sensitive, but I think, yeah. as you said, like fragrance really doesn't get highlighted as much as I think makeup and skincare does. And I'm really glad that you brought it up because it is something I'm really passionate about as a you. And yeah. I do think we need to have these conversations to be like, if if you smell something and you get an, a reaction, don't ignore that and just keep mm. doing it, you know? And I think as well, like you may not
1: be, your skin may not be sensitized now. So you may feel like, Oh, I'm fine. I can wear perfume. I don't get a rash or I don't, you know, it doesn't give me a headache, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it won't in the future. And once your skin is sensitized, it's really hard and almost it, it won't go back. Mm. So I know I, I was fine with fragrance. Like, mm-hmm. well, obviously my hormones weren't, but I didn't yeah. have any, you know, I, I never got headaches or I never, so I didn't think there was anything wrong with it until I stopped using it. And then once you, you know, around it. Or the other day I walked, had to go to David Jones and I walked through the perfume aisle to get to Mm -hmm. the clothing. And I was just like, whoa, this is intense. But years ago it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have really noticed it. So Yeah. yeah, you can, your skin can become sensitized. And I guess just knowing that Fragrance has something in it called phthalates, which is basically Mm -hmm. like a plasticizer. So it sticks on your skin like plastic, like Glad Wrap. And that's why fragrance stays on your skin. So yeah, it's it's not good for your endocrine system. If there's one thing I say, or a few products, I definitely say to switch out first, it would definitely be like deodorant and fragrance mm-hmm. for women because they found um, parabens, which mm-hmm. is in
0: a lot of common fragrance in breast
1: cancer tissue.
0: And that it's just, yeah. And aluminium as well, I think is in a lot of deodorants as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So definitely if you can switch over to like a paste or a natural, and there is a little bit of a transition time you can get, I know there's a really great product it's like called detoxipid or something like that, and it's basically oh, like I think this I've like seen mask.
0: That. Mm. Yeah,
1: I haven't tried it, but um, a few friends really. Recommend I think it's it got charcoal it, um,
0: and bentonite clay and things like that to and help. And vinegar
1: oil. and stuff, yeah. Mm. So it just helps. So winter's a really great time to switch yeah. over as well because you're not sweating as much to a natural deodorant. But yeah, if you can just and and you know what, like I'm all about balance too. So if there's yeah. a you know perfume that you have and you absolutely love it, like it's your wedding perfume and you mm-hmm. wear it on your anniversary once a year, that's fine. Like one or two sprays, you know, isn't going to kill you, but I would yeah. highly recommend sp- like spritzing it on your clothing, um, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere, you know, maybe down um, the bottom, like on the edge and just like one or two sprays. But yeah, if you can try not to, obviously, but I'm all about, you know, balance. And yeah. Um, if, if that's going to stop you from wearing it every day, just knowing that you can wear it on special occasions and mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And spraying it onto your clothing is a, is a great tip to transition you through it rather than directly onto your neck or your wrists or, you know, directly into your skin. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a deodorant that you love just in case people are curious? Yeah. So I like, I started with black chicken
1: Mm -hmm. uh, by, uh, it's called Al- Elixir, I think, for oh, black yeah, Chicken, I've seen But that I've one. just switched yeah. over. Yeah, it's really good. I've just switched over to No Pong as well, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, they're probably my two. I would say those two are the most high performing. I've tried about six or seven, but yeah, they're the ones I kind of. I find that sometimes your body gets used to it, so I like to kind yeah. of use up one and then go to the other.
0: Yeah. I found that too. I like to, sometimes I've used like more of the liquidy ones and then like go to a paste and yeah, yeah. I think I'm using, um, is it Noosa Basics? I think. It's yeah. Great. They're a great brand as well. They, they're a roll-on hay. They have, they um, gone? it's a, it's like a, it's almost like a paste in a roll-on yeah. kind of tube. So yeah, you twist it up and you can rub it on your skin, but I swear by that. I'll tag it in the show notes when I find out which one it is and same with the ones that you use as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've tried a lot of different ones and actually due to my adrenal fatigue and chronic fatigue, I went through a phase of getting really bad body odor, which I'd never had before. Um, which can be the imbalance in hormones and cortisol and lots of different things. So For the first time, I mean, I didn't really ever used to need to wear deodorant, but I would wake up in the morning and have body odor and I hadn't done anything. So I tried quite a few and I would do that as well. If I was just at home, I would um, just not wear any just to try and let my body do its thing. And yeah, I've definitely found an improvement since being on some supplements and healing some certain things in my body. But yeah, I definitely tried a lot of them and they're not always cheap. Some of them can be like $20 for a deodorant and it can be really frustrating when you buy one and it just doesn't work. So there are definitely good ones out there. And I always love a recommendation because it saves people money. And um, yeah, the Noosa Basics one that I use, I have the charcoal one and it's kind of got a really subtle scent to it, but I've had it for two years and it's only just running out.
1: Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's I love so good. that last. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think it's one that's of so those so products cool. that um, people are nervous to change because they are conscious or if you have a job that's really active or you are someone that does have a lot of sweat or body odor, like I understand that that can feel daunting to you know, get rid of the Rexona 24-hour dry or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, it works. So I don't really see why I have to change it. But in the long run, it'll be better for you. Well, most of us,
1: I guess, are in a bit of quarantine still kind of happening, Mm -hmm. sort of. Um, Yeah. Not so much at the Gold Coast. But yeah, if you're listening from Melbourne or anywhere else, it's probably a good time because you're not, yeah, you can kind of do it from home.
0: Yeah, and if if you go through any you know, periods of time where you're not as active or anything like that. And yeah, even just not putting it on if you're just at home for the day or on weekends or just start trialing out and see what works for you and and trying different products and see if they work, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we touched on it briefly just now in the fragrance chat, but from your perspective as a makeup artist and someone also who has some health challenges – why is it so important that we pay attention to what we put on our skin versus just paying attention to what we're eating?
1: I think to have optimal hormonal health and, um, you know, skin, it is super important to stop using those really harsh ingredients. And we know that, you know, one moisturizer can contain up to 50 different products that do disrupt our endocrine system. And, um, yeah, there's just, there's so many ingredients It it can be really overwhelming. Um, I have like an ingredients to avoid uh, like a list, I guess, uh, oh, in my e-book to kind of make it easier. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, things like parabens, um, you know what I find really funny, like purple mm. cream, for example, so many mm-hmm. people use purple for their lips, but it mm-hmm. contains petroleum. It's and like Vaseline, right? As well. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be, the thing is like, so that ingredient like mineral oil petroleum that can actually be um, hidden under things like paraffin like they can have different names for them as Mm. well so just like sugar Mm -hmm. has you know over 80 different names to kind of um, hide it so can different ingredients so yeah um yeah that there are definitely main ingredients that you want to avoid like parabens and glycols and um, things like sodium lauryl sulfate which are foaming agents so they're mainly Mm -hmm. found in things like you know, um, shampoo, mouthwash, yeah, uh, toothpaste, and face wash as well. So it, it's a really drying agent. Right. Um, so it's actually, yeah, some of them are industrial strength detergents, and they're being found in our cleansers. So obviously, that's completely stripping our skin's barrier. So wow. Yeah, I think just I always say that products, like advertising and slogans on a product, can lie, but ingredients mm-hmm. list can't. So. Mm instead of sort of trusting what's written on the front of a box, always turn it around and look at the ingredients. And, you know, if there's something there that looks like it shouldn't be, give it a Google. Like, obviously it's really hard to know, like ingredients can be super long words and really overwhelming, but I find it's easier just to shop somewhere that you trust. So, um, For me, I love shopping at places like Clean Beauty Market on the Gold Coast because Mm -hmm. I know all of the products there um, are really clean. Um, There's Mm -hmm. so many places now that you don't even have to, yeah, like you don't need to get your products from Woolworths or those big, you know, I I like to support small business as well. And knowing that I'm buying, you know, Wildcrafted and supporting a family Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, those big chain supermarkets as well. Yeah. I mean, that's Um, the other side of that.
0: Yeah. It's like the handmade element as well. It's that yeah. it's the same with Auric Alchemy. You know, everything that we make is poured by hand in our warehouse and blended by yeah. hand. And it's, you know, there is something special about that as well in bringing in more ritual into the products you use and, and yeah, supporting small business and on touching on the sites like Nourished Life and things like that. I've gone through the process a while ago with wholesale with them and I can definitely say that they vet their products so intensely. Yes, yeah. So it's really incredible. They're really doing the work for you. They're, they're really going through all of the ingredients, how things are made, are they ethical? Are they made in Australia? There's a lot of different boxes you need to tick. So um, yeah, I'll link a few. We have so many good like tips and tricks. I'll link them in the description and show notes for people um, from for some places where you can go and even just start browsing through the categories and just see what looks pretty or you know, just what kind of you're drawn to and and what yeah exactly. I think you can shop by concern of your skin and but yeah. I digress. But yes, as you were saying. Well, that's all right. That, um <laughs> yeah the I think it's interesting what you're saying about reading the back of a label because we do this with food all the time. But yes. we don't think to do it when we go shopping for products, even things Beauty like products, for yeah. our home, cleaning detergents and even things like candles with fragrance in them that's synthetic. You know, there's a lot of ways that we are getting these toxins in our environment. And really when you strip it back, it's so simple to keep your house clean. Like vinegar and baking mm-hmm. soda are amazing for cleaning most things and yeah, you know, adding some essential oils. You really, I do think the advertising industry has made us believe that we need a million ingredients in one thing. we need 30 active ingredients and all of these oh, script yeah. germs and all of these yes. buzzwords. And yeah, it's that greenwashing really of the industry of going, "Oh, you need this and this." but as you said, you might turn the packet over on something that claims to have this hero ingredient, and it's literally the last thing on there, and it's just full of fillers and other stuff to make it um, yeah. stable. Yeah, and also trusting,
1: I think, um, people, you know, like the other day I was at a civic fair and I was in a certain beauty store and I asked them, oh, do you know, do you have any uh, like natural... Um, lip balms because my mm-hmm. lips were really dry, and they were like, "Oh, yes, this brand." And I knew for a fact that the brand they were taking me to was not natural. Mm-hmm. This one, it's got you know this in it. It's vegan, and I'm like, I'm not asking if it's vegan. Mm. You know, like they they are not educated, so it's it's you can't sort of trust sales assistants, which mm-hmm. is sad. But you know, some of them are really amazing and they know their stuff. But there's a lot of um, people that kind of they think of natural as you know not being tested on animals, which of course. Yeah you want to be buying products that aren't, but you know, vegan or it's got seaweed in it. So it's natural, but then it's like you turn over and it's still got other really bad ingredients. So it's, yeah, you kind of have to just, you really have to do your own research, I think, and not just sort of trust what other people are kind of saying. And um, yeah, definitely read the ingredients list as opposed to trust. Yeah, the marketing, because we see it all the time on television. Mm-hmm. Um, this will reverse your aging by 30 years, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. like four notes.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no. It can get really yeah. frustrating. But yeah. yeah, and trusting your intuition like you would with your... I just keep coming back to the idea of your diet, you know, and I'm speaking pretty generally, but I find that people in both of our audiences and, you know, our circles, I suppose, that are interested in natural wellness and I guess, you know, gut health and all of these things, it is really, I think, probably a missing link for a lot of people's health concerns is not addressing the topical stuff. So yeah, yeah, I'm really glad we're having this conversation because I think all of these rules apply every day in the foods we eat. Like, for example, I'm allergic to certain preservatives in, um, they're often in like baked goods and it's not really an issue anymore because I don't buy those kinds of products. But when I was in my teens, I'd get a reaction from a preservative that was in bread and wraps and it was basically oh, a man, mold yeah. inhibitor. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. You know, and it's like, it's oh. number two twenty something, you know, and it's like, that's the same, you know, I now know that that could even be in condiments or other things. So I look for it So applying that same thing to, if you're going and buying a foundation or a toothpaste or a deodorant or shampoo and conditioner, applying that same thing, because you, that could be the, a big part of, you know, your endocrine system being imbalanced. And it does take time. You won't see some immediate result necessarily, but I really feel that accumulatively taking that toxic load off your body will in the long run be a really incredible thing for your overall health. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So you mentioned before that you had some pretty severe uh, gut health issues and hormonal imbalances a few years ago. What would you say has been your biggest learning from going through the journey of healing your health? Yeah, um, there's definitely been
1: many lessons I, mm-hmm. cause yeah, it was probably about my health journey in total would have been about eight, eight years mm-hmm. um, or nine years. Actually, I stopped getting my period when I was around 21. Yeah. Um, I have to say uh, like staying in my own lane was such a huge lesson for me. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there were times where I would get so frustrated about not having a cycle and I'd be told like, I saw so many different specialists. And in the end um, I had one, like naturopaths uh, tell me, you know, you really need to stop the hip training and you need to gain a little bit of weight because the intensity was putting your body or well, my body into like a high state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'd talk to like a friend or someone from work and, you know, they'd be training even more than me and they'd still have their cycle. So I just get really frustrated and sort of think, no, it's got nothing to do with exercise. Like it's obviously something else. And, um, you know, why can other people still get their cycle? And, you know, still exercise. Cause I just loved back then, you know, cause I was a dancer my whole life and mm-hmm. exercise for me was such an outlet. So I found stopping, it was really hard. And I think yeah. comparing my journey to other people's journey and not understanding at that young age that we're all so different. And like what my, like my stress is my body's perceived stress. And that's going to be different to how you perceive stress and process it. So I think that really hindered me. And once I, surrendered to the fact that my body is different. um, And, you know, what were, you know, this is my journey, um, which took me many years to kind of realize Mm -hmm. and to slow down. That definitely helped me. But I think also taking responsibility for my own health and not relying on other people for all the answers.
0: Mm. Like
1: I, I, I think it's so great to have uh, a, a good practitioner and I'm such a big believer in that. And I, I see my nutritionist, um, you know, regularly, but at the start of my journey, I definitely jumped to lots of different practitioners um, if I didn't get results. So mm-hmm. obviously patience is important, but I guess I think I just wanted to be fixed really quickly. And I wanted other people to give me the answers, but if I had have just listened to my body, like the way I do now, I don't think I would have kind of suffered as much and all the swapping of diets, you know, like I feel like we've all been there, you know, I was mm. vegan and then I went keto mm. and then I went paleo. Cause I was like trying to just heal. Like I was trying to help my body, but really that was completely hindering it. And um, now it's kind of funny because I'm so the opposite to that. I <laughs> always listen to my body and feed it the fuel that it needs and, I think in those early days, I never really stuck to anything for long enough to see the results. So Mm, definitely like believing that, you know, well, in the end I was my own healer because I was the one who got my cycle back. You know, I can thank all of the people around me for their input. Um, and obviously like, I'm just absolutely love my nutritionist. She's just Mm -hmm. helped me so much with the supplements and that, but At the end of the day, they can only prescribe, they can't make you take those supplements or they can't make you slow down and think positive thoughts and stuff. So, yeah, I guess patience and listening to my body has definitely been the biggest learnings for me. And I wish it didn't take as long as it did, but I, um, yeah, I know that that was my journey and that's what led me to clean beauty and it's what, um, you know, has led me to my career now, really. Because who knows if I didn't have all of those issues, I may never have kind of Mm. researched into it and yeah I do I don't regret anything I think now I can help other people and you know I've got two nieces who um I've got an older sister so I've got a 21 year old niece and a 18 year old niece and Mm. they're kind of going through similar things now with their skin and their health and it's just so nice to be able to help them you know and guide them and um
0: yeah that's incredible we
1: we go through these things for a reason and Um, I'm actually really excited because I'm actually 13 weeks pregnant. I know, congratulations.
0: Um, (laughs) I was going to say that this all ends up in a really beautiful place and yeah, Yeah. massive congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment, you know, after going through everything you've been through over the last decade really with your health. So that's very exciting. Yeah, I think just,
1: you know, I was always told by doctors that, you know, because I did have my stack for so long. And then when I did get it back naturally, um, I still, you know, was told that, oh, you know, you'll probably have to go on certain, you know, Clomid or mm-hmm. IV. Like I was told heaps of different things. And in my yeah. head, I always believe deep down, I'm like, no, I'm going to be a mum, And it will, you know, my body's obviously not ovulating at the moment for a reason. Um, and once I get there and yeah, it all just happens so organically. And I'm just, yeah, it was... Definitely a huge surprise, but mm-hmm. I also, you know, I, I said to a couple of friends the other day, like, I just feel so grateful, you know, that it happened
0: yeah. so easily.
1: But then they're like, no, Mon, you have yeah. gone to hell and back with your health. So it's not like, even though it happened easily after I got my cycle, it took me so long to get yeah. my cycle back and that. So, yeah, I'm just so over the moon. I'm, yeah, like, oh,
0: it's I, awesome. I've, I've been maternal yes. since I was about 20. So oh. I'm like, yeah, I'm it's so making excited. me emotional. <laughs> it's just so everything you said about your health journey and being patient and, you know, trusting your body. It's, Oh, there's so much wisdom in that. And it's just exactly the experience and journey I've been on and other people I've spoken to. And, um, you know, in this podcast, this is why I wanted to have these conversations because I just would have loved to have heard more of these stories you know, oh, four I years know. ago and for you probably a decade ago, when you begin that journey, it is hell when things just yeah. aren't going your way and, you know, everything's you just feel really alone as well. You do. Like you yeah. Don't...
1: Yeah. Like I was the only person I knew that didn't have my period for mm-hmm. like nine years and like the frustration you feel, cause you know, your friends like, Oh, I'm in my you know, ovulation phase, I have it's energy or I'm, you know, I'm on my period and
0: you, you you, kind of forget what that even feels like. And you feel like an alien. Like it's yes. just, it's a, I yeah. think the isolation is a really big part of the journey of healing any health issues that isn't really spoken about. And for me, yeah. I, I've, I'm 31 now, but so this all started for me when I was about 27 and you know, it's just not where you think you'll be at any particular age. I think it's hard no matter whether it's in your early twenties or later in life. And it is so easy to compare, um, you know, to other people around you and mm-hmm. yeah, the patience piece. I think my nutritionist always says this is a marathon, not a sprint. And yes. true healing is peeling back the layers. And I, I was in a massive rush at the beginning you know, I remember sitting across from an integrative functional doctor and and crying and being like, "Just give me something that." Oh, I feel you. <laughs> you know, just I will yes. take it. And, you know, to my detriment, I then took things that didn't particularly make me feel better. I did progesterone therapy, and, you know, I was yeah. on at one stage. Like, I'm very sensitive with hormone um, hormones and also supplements. So, you know, really, <laughs> it kind of made me worse having that mentality. But I completely empathise with people in that situation, because you're just desperate and you want to feel well. And it's so easy to look around. And I would just look at everyone around me and think everyone was healthy except for me.
1: yeah, And that nobody
0: understood, you know, people would say they were tired, whereas I couldn't get out of bed. And it was, you know, people would tell me to go have a coffee or there was just so many moments where you're just like, okay, this is really, you don't understand. Yeah. 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 And it makes you, and I can see, you know, if you don't go through it, I don't want to like um, sort of criticize people that don't understand no, yeah. it because I didn't understand it until I went through it. And I was around people yeah. in my early twenties who had some health challenges and I didn't, I was that person who was just like, I don't understand because you seem fine. And so I can understand both sides of the, the card, but um, yeah, I hope that these conversations help other people realize that you're not alone and you, know, you can heal. And I'm still very much in the thick of healing, but I mm-hmm. really love, you know, hearing that you're pregnant is just so exciting and so it just gives Thank me the you. warm and fuzzies and I don't even know you that well. And
1: you know yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: definitely probably the best thing. Yeah. Well it is the best thing that's ever happened to me yeah. for sure.
0: But like mm-hmm. you said, it took you a long time to get there. And I think when you begin yes. to heal, you almost you almost forget everything you've been through because that's how the brain works to protect us. It it doesn't want us yep. to necessarily keep reliving that trauma. But um, you know, congratulations to you for also just being there for yourself through it all and getting yourself to that point because as you say, you can get supplements, you can be prescribed things, but you know, you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink. So at the end of yeah, the day exactly it, really is, it is in our own hands to heal ourselves. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My final question is around the name of the podcast is In The Still. And you mentioned before that part of your learning was learning how to slow down and have a more balanced life and tune into your own body. And for me personally, that is where I find my most creative moments and also just getting in touch with my True self and my heart. So, for you, what does stillness look like for you? How do you cultivate that, whether it's into your daily routine or weekly? And then, how do you believe that that impacts your overall well being?
1: I love this question mainly (laughs) because
0: stillness never used to even
1: be a word in my vocabulary. I was always like, so go, go, go. Um, But now it's definitely, yeah, everything to me. So, I have, I guess, I have a few practices that help like ground me and slow me down so the first one that I can't live without is my weekly acupuncture so mm-hmm. um, I just absolutely adore acupuncture it's how I calm my nervous system it's sort of just like my weekly even though it's a weekly kind of ritual it's something that impacts my daily if that makes sense yeah, um, yeah. so it's just that like that you know hour where I, I'm literally pinned to a bed I can't move <laughs> I have to just relax um, so yeah, I love acupuncture and if anyone has any hormonal issues, I'm not saying it's going to, you know, cure you or anything, but it definitely, um, helps improve well, it helped mm. really helped me, me to my yeah. nervous system. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just getting out in nature, which is pretty mm-hmm. cliche, but I make sure I go for a walk every day along the beach. I'm super lucky. I live really close to, um, the beach, so I, I I never used to. I've only been on the Gold Coast for the last year and a half, so I definitely mm-hmm. don't take that for granted. Yeah, but I yeah. Sometimes I go for two walks, and I just I don't know. I just find that it helps me process my thoughts and grounds me. And if I don't, if I don't get outdoors for a day, um, which is very rare, but I just feel really irritable and mm, like too. I can't even explain. Like I just I might like, I feel like itching to be mm-hmm. in nature. So. Um, definitely getting outside and then Vedic meditation as well. I did Mm -hmm. a Vedic meditation course about a year ago and that's been a really supportive tool for me, but yeah, I guess honestly just putting on a really good, series on Netflix and just chilling out and watching it and not feeling guilty mm. um, about being go, go, go 24 seven. I used to feel so guilty about watching TV, which is ridiculous or reading even. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was wasting time, you know, I wasn't like it's not productive. Or I wasn't exercising. <laughs> yeah. It was really unproductive, but I'm so about the Netflix and chill these days. Like <laughs> I just find, you know, if you're exhausted, like it's so good to just pop something on and tune out, like watch a good doco or a series and um mm-hmm yeah, like, I mean, I don't do it every day. It's not like I sit in front of the TV for three hours, but yeah, it's definitely a nice way to unwind for me. And I feel like just, you know, when I first started seeing my acupuncturist and um I, I still hadn't had a period, she sort of said to me, you know, I want you to spend 45 minutes a day doing nothing. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's easy. You know, I can lay on the couch and be on my phone. She's like, no, 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 like <laughs> nothing. Like, laying horizontal, not being on your phone, not reading, just being with your own thoughts, whether that's Mm. meditation or relaxing. And I was like, wow, when do we ever do that? Like that is pure stillness. Yes. Um, So if I'm ever feeling super overwhelmed or kind of in my head, I've got like a yoga mat set up in my little spare room and with a diffuser and I'll just like lay in Savasana um, mm-hmm. on the ground with my little iPad, um, oh, got so this nice. really beautiful lavender iPad. I'll put a heat pack on my belly and put on um, a like guided meditation or even mm-hmm. just music, and I'll just like lay there pretending I'm kind of at acupuncture, <laughs> which sounds crazy, but I told no, her that and she's like, nice. no, that's good. So that really helps just calm me. But yeah, going back five years ago, there was not a chance any of those things would have. It would have been like hit workouts and you know doing yeah. all the things. And just completely overstimulating my adrenals. So, mm-hmm. yes, that's sort well, of I love that. I guess I, yeah, find stillness, and I think it's so important. Hey, to just yeah. have those times in your weeks or your days where you're not, yeah, being stimulated by other
0: people's energies or
1: mm-hmm. your phone. Yeah. And it takes
0: practice as well. It takes work. It's not always um, enjoyable (laughs) as you think it would be. You know, there are moments where you're just like resisting it. But I think that's when you need it the most is when even if you go into a meditation and you're frustrated, it's like, wow, I must really need this meditation because all of that frustration. Otherwise, you just, to me, I'm like, when do people process life, you know, without stillness and without slowing down? And I also like to bring it back to that it doesn't need to be you know, I work for myself. So I have that flexibility and I've set my business up in a way to allow space for stillness. But I also understand that that's not always really stickle the situation for other people. So it mm. doesn't have to be a lot, as you say, go out to nature, put your feet like this morning, before I started recording this, I put my feet on the grass in the backyard and, you know, got in the sun for 10 minutes. And I just felt Grounded, ready to have this chat and more present in my body. And, you know, that was five, 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be a lot and it doesn't have to cost you anything. So, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, I mean, getting
1: outside's free and, yes, like being with your own thoughts. And I actually went on a walk the other day and forgot my earphones because I love podcasts Mm -hmm. and I love listening to music. But I forgot my earphones and I was like, okay, this is a lesson because on my walk, I just had so many creative ideas.
0: Mm. I had
1: so many things that I like by the end of the walk wanted to write down. Um, and I just thought, you know, maybe I'm going to forget my earphones a couple of walks a week just to yeah. let myself, you know, because I'll often call my mom or a friend or listen yeah. to a podcast and I'm not really being um, still <laughs> in my thoughts. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's
0: all, yeah, it's all a learning curve. It is. And um, just having that awareness in that moment, like you did of like, oh, hey, that actually yeah. felt good to try it like that and check in with yourself every day. And a therapist I have says to me, um, how does she say it? How do I feel and what do I need? And those are the things to check in with yourself all the time. And especially if you're feeling overwhelmed, I, I just stop now and go, how do I feel and what do I need? And it will always come to me if I just stop, put my phone down and it might be a walk. It might be, I need to light a candle and just Have some music on and just relax or dance or cook something, you know. So perhaps it can be helpful to people to ask that question if they're not sure how to bring some more stillness into their day. How do you feel and what do you need?
1: Yes, I'm definitely going (laughs) to
0: steal that one off you. I love it. (laughs) Put it on a little post it note on the mirror or something. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And I think it's going to be really informative for people. And as I mentioned, I'll put plenty of the things we've spoken about in the show notes. And I will also put a link for your ebook as well that you mentioned, The Curate, which is on your website now, which is so informative and I think a really great place for people to start on their journey of transitioning into cleaner beauty.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Madeline. I've absolutely loved chatting to you and, yeah, I just hope that for everyone listening that this has been insightful and they've enjoyed our conversation.